Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's it. Talk Recorded live. Okay. Welcome to the Saturday American Liberties Call. Can, um, if anybody's on the chat and not on the phone, can you hear me from the chat? Just put yes and no in there. And I don't know what's wrong because I was on a, another talk show the other day and, and I could hear them. Uh, yeah. Um, too bad. Um, okay, well, we can't let that slow us up. We're, we're on a time limit here tonight, uh, today, but uh, we're going to end this call at a quarter of the hour and uh, because we got certain uh, things we got to uh, meet. And, um, but, you know, today's sub- subject I titled, Know What Track You're On. Um, and that came to me because a lot of people, like, you know, we've said over and over several times, people are on the right train, but the wrong track. And, uh, because a lot of them just go downhill, uh, going into prison and getting more, uh, more into trouble and, uh, and so forth. And we have some great people that, are now have taken uh, a lot of the stuff they learned from Section 83 and David's material, the complaint and everything, and um, uh, and using it to get liens and levies off. And maybe maybe after the quarter of the hour, uh, we can hear a little bit from Don if we don't hear hear from him before the quarter of the hour. But uh, to make a long story short, let me introduce a good friend of mine, Dave Marilyn, who is the author of Section 83, The Equation. Uh, actually, it's uh, uh, Codebreaker, The Section 83 Equation, and among, and among other products such as the flash drive videos that do such a great, I mean, such a great detail on how to understand how the tax code is all intertwined, but yes, separated, but all ends in section uh, in in uh, chapter one of the Internal Revenue Code, where it only names an individual. It doesn't say what the individual is because you got so many individuals to choose from: a trust, corporation, association. Or an individual, <laughs> and or a U.S. citizen, which is not defined as anybody from the several states. So let me give it to Dave. Dave, take it away. I don't make that argument regarding citizenship in the several states. I'm a U.S. citizen, and I'm only named in regulation. <clears throat> um, uh, Chris misspoke. 
My name is David Merlin. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider it something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. And today is like every other in that regard. However, uh, if you were listening to the news yesterday, uh, and I'm not talking about the make-believe news, not that Fox News Channel is the real news, but they're the only ones with a with a a grind against the government, uh, against especially this administration. The administration, headed by the president that I will not name because you really need to live a cleaner life than to hear its name, uh, announced that, and, and what this shows is the reason why they don't say Islamic extremist. There's a great big argument right now over uh, why the administration doesn't use the word Islamic. It says violent extremist. And that's so they can lump everybody into that category who disagrees with the government. They have come out and said openly that sovereign citizens are a threat to national security. The sovereign citizen movement. And, of course, that's not defined. We might recognize it as the the group setting up county grand juries, uh, the groups that are arguing the War Powers Act. I think it's 1871. Uh, when that act was put in place and Lowell B. Craft has revealed that it was repealed several several years later, uh, the act that incorporated the United States. And uh, anyway, that quote-unquote movement has a bunch of people that uh, uh, are taking on the government or attacking the government and gathering arms when that has nothing to do with me. I'm a bona fide whistleblower, but the government has labeled me to stigmatize me. They've labeled me a sovereign citizen. Why? Because there's a group in uh, Pierce County, that's the county south of King County where Seattle is. Uh, I lectured to them twice, two different two-hour lectures uh, to tell them they really ought to have more confidence in the letter of the law than to teach that the law only applies to government. It's a corporation. It has nothing to do with me. I'm a sovereign citizen. And uh, so I was actually lecturing them about how wrong they were. And that makes me a sovereign citizen. Makes me one of them, according to the government. So we have a desperately... Uh, corrupt and deceptive government. And this administration is by far the worst example of an administration to ever come along. And uh, uh, they use this term sovereign citizen to stigmatize people. And they'll put it in your record that you're a sovereign citizen. And yet they won't define it. I'm a bona fide whistleblower. The Whistleblower Act 
that protects whistleblowers is designed and probably the courts would declare that it applies only to government employees who blow the whistle. But what is whistleblowing? That's revealing that public servants are in violation of the law. That's what I do. I'm a whistleblower. I'm not a sovereign citizen. I'm not in the patriot movement. I'm not a freeman, militia, non-resident, alien, adhesion contract, the rest of this good garbage that people that don't know anything about the law teach you out there. And yet, the government uses this to stigmatize somebody into a category that they feel justifies the uh, the oppression for which our government is infamous, notorious, uh, uh, relied upon. We can only rely upon government for one thing, theft, racketeering, extortion, and false imprisonment. We really can't count on it for anything else. Illegal aliens can be as illegal as they want, and they're getting back taxes they didn't even pay under the earned income tax credit. If you earned under a certain amount, the government gives you money and they call it part of our tax scheme. And so illegals are getting money from the government, not only in the form of benefits, they're going to get a refund check for taxes they didn't even pay. You can't count on government for anything but lawlessness. So uh, anybody that's on this call, you're a sovereign citizen, whether you like it or not. Uh, The NSA is gathering all data from all sources, and they're categorizing everybody with computers that uh, travel fast, uh, that compute faster than anything you ever dreamed of. Because they got probably, you know, 7,000 gigabytes of RAM. (laughs) And uh, what they're using against this has to be simply uh, phenomenal. Uh, We know darn well they have the best military weapons on the planet. You think they don't have the best computers on the planet? And do you think they haven't employed the best computers on the planet to make sure they know everybody that doesn't like the fact that they're corrupting children on purpose? So look out, everybody. Now, um, the uh, tax front... The IRS front is um, going to heat up uh, my kudos to the California group. Uh, It's a small nucleus, but they've uh, stuck together. We still don't have confirmed mailing of the sheriff's letter to all the sheriffs in, uh, in California. Now, I can see on the chat that that uh, spiel about how the NSA is gathering all the data they can has gotten a few people to leave the call. Uh, Maybe it's the fact they can't hear, but tis me again. 
is usually here for the whole call. Guest 16 is gone. Yeah, they can't hear from the chat. That's the problem. Okay, California and South Nevada. Okay. Uh, Don Dill, 43. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks to the rest of you for for hanging out. And uh, the um, tax front, I want to heat up a little bit because uh, there's a, a certain provision I recently received more information about and uh, in the coming and in the next two or three weeks I'll say more about it but I really want to put together a brief on this and um, I hope everybody has gone to wevgov.com wevgov.com and uh, at least considered purchasing some of the materials Hey, uh, it's Seattle, and our winter is officially gone. It's already spring in Seattle, but uh, all winter long, this is the case every year, I live with a runny nose. i got to take a break and blow my nose. I'll be right back. Okay, and, and while, um, while he's doing that, uh, after, after the quarter, quarter of... I want to make a couple announcements and and some things about uh, what I'm working on. So uh, stay tuned for that. Thanks, Chris. Now, uh, for anybody that didn't already know, uh, on my talk show page, 59615, 59615, is... my interview with Lowell Beecraft last Saturday, a week ago. And this week, my talk shoe downloads uh, currently total well over 500. I might even make 600 by tonight when they reset to zero for the week. So in one week, almost 600 downloads, which is great news. And uh, also, I was on... Uh, Patricia Aiken's call a week ago, and um, if Patricia is on the call, she might uh, share with us her um, blog talk. uh, Patricia, if you're on the call, raise uh, his star eight to raise your hand. Star eight. To raise your hand. Uh, she says she was on the call earlier. And um... anyway, um, I've been uh, invited to appear on several radio shows. On uh, March first and March third, I'll be making a couple of other radio appearances. And you want to make sure you're on Chris Chapman's mailing list, the American Liberties mailing list. Uh, for an email blast about interviews. And it's a lot of the same stuff. If you've been on these calls, you know, of course, I hammer on tax code section 83, uh, which the government can't even deny, explains how to tax all compensation. And when you hit them with the the equation, and uh, 
you simply hit them with it and say, you deprived me of Section 83 to tax my paycheck. They can't deny it. And uh, for some reason, you know, I tell that to people. I've been told, you know, for years, they don't sense that it's an offense. They've played defense for so long, they don't even recognize what an offensive claim is. You broke the law to take my money. If you hadn't broken the law, I wouldn't owe you a thing. You deprived me of the provisions of Section 83. They can't even deny it. Uh, Richard, about last weekend's interview, says, both you and Larry showed each other great respect and latitude. Very professional interview. Kudos. Thanks very much. Uh, I emailed him to thank him for uh, the opportunity to appear, and uh, he again told me that it was a great interview, he felt, also. Um, uh, thanks, Richard. And I felt real good about the interview. And, it, and, you know, you commented that it was a very professional interview. Both Larry and I are professionals. You hear me on these radio shows, and I let my temper flare and my my rhetoric fly. <laughs> but when it comes to my approach to law, it's a professional approach. And that, too, separates me from the movement. When Now you've heard me discuss the law with a bona fide, uh, highly noted professional who knows everything about tax law except Section 83. So, of course, it was a very professional interview because I can speak on that level. He and I share an appreciation for how the law is supposed to operate. And uh, uh, that separates it from all of these conference calls you might hear recorded and the radio shows that I do where I'm just popping off, you know, as an individual and my take on it, you hear my attitude shine through. But on the interview with Lowell B. Craft, it's on a very professional level that we discussed the law. So uh, that wasn't lost on Richard. Now, um, about sensing an offense, all I do is offense. I know enough about the law to know when the government is violating the law. When the government violates the law, guess what? It's time for offense, and I can't get anybody to go on the offense. Uh, Ted Cruz and Rand Paul are out there saying, oh, we need a fair tax, a flat tax. We need to simplify the tax code. And all that's going to do, if it ever happened, would be to legitimize what the federal government's always been stealing from us and what the state governments have always always been stealing from us. It would be the worst thing that could happen. And they say, we need a simpler tax code. Simple how? Tell me everything about the current tax code before you say, we're going to simplify it. Because when you simplify it, all they're going to do is simplify what the IRS has always done. They're going to go to a bunch of IRS publications, a bunch of IRS uh, tax returns, and say, this has to be simplified, this has And they're going to operate from inside the box of standard operating procedure instead of inside the box of what tax statutes say. They're two entirely different things. 
And it would be the worst thing that could happen is to legitimize and perpetuate the illegal revenue stream the federal government has always collected from us. We've never owed Social Security. If you just look at Social Security and nothing else, offense, we don't owe it. Stop stealing it. How did Section 83 operate in your conclusion I owe this tax? And that's not my citizenship. It's not Social Security. It's extortion. If it was Social Security, you'd be a Puerto Rican. Checkmate. And all the provisions you need, there are other provisions, but all the provisions you need uh, are on wevgov.com. Now, that Social Security argument, uh, I impressed myself with that. You know you have the definition of citizen. In fact, Lowell Beecraft, in the case of Ward versus United States, it might be U.S. versus Ward. I think it's Ward versus United States. Lowell Beecraft handled it. It's like 1993, a real early case. And I think Lowell Beecraft got sanctioned in that case for arguing the definition of United States in 3121E against FICA instead of arguing the definition of the term citizen in 3121E. The term United States in 3121E, if I'm not mistaken, uses the term includes. The term United States includes, and so they enforce it against everybody. But the definition of citizen does not use the term includes. The term includes the government views as permission to broaden the definition to include everything, no matter where they find includes in a definition, especially 6702, frivolous filing penalties. The definition of person in 6671B says the term person includes, and it doesn't list the average individual. In 7343, the definition of person in the chapter on crimes, chapter 75, where you find failure to file and uh, tax evasion, the same definition of person as in 6671B. It uses the term includes. But in 3121E, they don't use the term includes, and they, they, Congress, expressly exclude citizens of the United States. So I argue the term citizen instead of arguing the term United States out of 3121E. So uh, I looked at that statute. I looked at the definition of citizen in Chapter 2, Social Security Self-Employed. Those two chapters are Social Security taxes. And I said, that's not me. And with just that idea that I'm not that citizen, I combed through the tax code looking for references to Chapters 2 and 21. And I found a bunch of evidence that points strictly to the possessions when I see references to chapters 2 and 21 in the tax code. The most blaring, perhaps, is 7655. For taxes imposed in the possessions, see chapters 2 and 21. That's a pretty good clue. And then I've got the uh, the most 
one of the most, it's right up there with Section 83. It's one of the most important needles in the haystack. 7651, parentheses, 4, parentheses, A. Uh, it was amended in 2007. Before that, it was 7651, parentheses, 5A. And it says if you're in the, uh, any reference in Section 28A of the Revised Organic Act of the Virgin Islands to, quote, any, sec, uh, any tax imposed by Section 3811 of the Internal Revenue Code, end quote, shall be deemed to refer to Chapters 2 and 21. That is one of the most important statutes I've ever found or focused on. It says that the reference to a tax imposed by Section 3811, when you find that in Section 28A of the Revised Organic Act of the Virgin Islands, it really means Chapters 2 and 21. So I looked up Section 3811. It doesn't exist in our tax code. And then I thought the Virgin Islands have been a possession of the United States far before, uh, since far before the 1954 rewrite of the tax code. So I went back to the 1939 tax code, Section 3811, Collection of Taxes in Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. A, Puerto Rico, B, Virgin Islands. In 1954, when they rewrote the code, they split that statute up into Chapters 2 and 21. It's the statutory origin of Social Security. Checkmate. Social Security has never applied to Americans. And that's why any indictment they bring for tax evasion or failure to file never uh, is never based on failure to pay Social Security because they risk too much by bringing an indictment for failure to pay Social Security because they're wide open to attack right there. And my my robust analysis of the Social Security statutes reveals in a pattern that we've never been named as the subject citizen. Section 211 of the 1935 Social Security Act is the 1402B definition of citizen, right out of the tax, vice versa. And the definition of citizen where they dispense benefits, 42 U.S.C. 411B2, same citizen. And so we've never even owed Social Security. And they spent the money. It's amazing. So just Social Security. When does the revolution start? All I've got are offenses. What are we doing paying Social Security? If that's all you did with my work, you're leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. Then you look at the language of 3101A and B that impose FICA, old age survivors and disability insurance, or OASDI, and hospital insurance. Both subsections A and B of 3101 begin with, there's hereby imposed upon the income of their income taxes. 1402A and B, uh, I'm sorry, 1401A and B impose Social Security self-employed. There is hereby imposed upon the self-employment income of, it's an income tax. 
Section 83 applies to all property transferred in connection with the performance of services. They deprived you of Section 83 when they taxed you under Social Security chapters also. Two ways they steal Social Security. It's never applied to us, and it's never applied to somebody that just sold their labor for its value. See how I'm now, I'm now reaching out into my findings further to incorporate Section 83 against Social Security. And then you got Chapter 1, where I'm only named in a regulation to begin with, or I wouldn't even need to argue Section 83, because it's inside the tax code, and I'm only implicated by regulation. All of this is right there on the Federal Income Taxation page of wevgov.com. What are you going to do, American? What are you going to do? It's offense all the way. All it is is offense. There's nothing defensive about this. I've proven that they've always been stealing. It's the brass ring. It's what everybody's been looking for since I met people in the movement in 1990. I, For many years, I ignored the right to travel argument and just concentrated on taxes, the Internal Revenue Code. And everybody, there was newspapers published every month, the Americans Bulletin and other ones, uh, then websites all over the place, conference calls, uh, seminars, curriculums, professional opinions, all this, just a, a robust industry trying to get to the bottom of this. I got to the bottom of it. Nobody wants to know. They're all focused on their own take, which has nothing to do with tax statutes. Income taxes collected through voluntary compliance. All right. How does Section 83 operate? In your conclusion, it's a tax. I'm Adele Weiss. I'll throw me $5,000. I'll help you petition tax court and get dismissed for lack of jurisdiction. Well, if you're the plaintiff in tax court, and you are, the burden of proof is on you. Your victory has to take the form of a summary judgment, not a dismissal for lack of jurisdiction. And you sell them for $5,000 apiece, I'll file documents with tax court, or supply you with documents you can file, and they'll dismiss it for lack of jurisdiction. Because you didn't properly petition tax court and you didn't pay the filing fee. And he thinks that's a victory. Doesn't the other side get a chance to come in and argue against you in our system of jurisprudence? Yes. He gets their cases dismissed and the other party doesn't even come in and argue because you're never even properly before the court. And they think it's a victory. So you got this whole industry out there of uh, of people that have a take on the tax code and they don't know what they're talking about. And I've got this list of offensive points. If all you did was argue against Social Security, you're still locked and loaded. They've been stealing it forever. They can't deny it. They won't look at it. We don't have a single judge in the country. I've got case law. In fact, found another real good case against the uh, Secretary of Social Security. Let me find that for you. It's, um, let's see here. 
I know what folder it's on or in. And I'm going to that folder now. Here we go. It's the case of Barnhart versus Sigmund Coal Company. Here we go. 534 U.S. 438. Maybe Chris will type that into the chat. 534 U.S. 438. Uh, one uh, One coal company went bankrupt and uh, the Social Security uh, Administration claimed that, well, they should get benefits under this other company then, which was like a subsidiary of the coal company or something. They tried to they tried to make another company liable for the Social Security benefits uh, so they wouldn't have to pay it out, something like that. It's a whole bunch of language with which I'm not familiar. Uh, this case arises out of the Commissioner of Social Security's assignment pursuant to the Coal Industry Retiree Health Benefit Act of 92, their assignment of 86 retired coal miners to the Jericho Mining Company. The question presented is whether the Coal Act permits the commissioner to resign a t- a retired miners to the successors in interest of out-of-business signatory operators. Clearly, way over my head regarding this issue at law, but in that case, they get right into the language of the coal retiree, the coal miners retiree act of uh, health benefit act of 1992, and they wanted to assign duties to a subsid uh, to a successor in interest, basically shuffling the debt of the bankrupt company off onto another company, and Jericho Mining Company took them to the cleaners, and. Uh, it's where the the Supreme Court of the United States says we have to get right into the language of this statute. That that's what judges do, and that's the reason I'm citing this case. Is about my comment that we don't have a single judge in America because a judge's job is to do this. The Court of Appeals concluded that the statute is clear and unambiguous and that the court was bound to read it exactly as it is written. Uh, let's see. Accordingly, the court held that Jericho was not a related person to Shackelford and thus could not be held responsible for Shack, uh, Shackelford's interests. The Court of Appeals rejected the commissioner's argument that this reading Uh, either contravenes congressional intent or begets some fairly odd results. So they're into the language of the statute. As in all statutory construction cases, we begin with the language of the statute. The first step is to determine whether the language at issue has a plain and unambiguous meaning with regard to the particular dispute in the case. Exactly. And you can't have that in a tax case. I want to get here. I want to get on the same page with you, Your Honor, with this language of the statute thing. The Supreme Court has said always we begin with the plain language of the statute. I got a definition of citizen here that excludes me if I'm a citizen of the United States, and I want to. Well, we can't. It's frivolous, meritless. Next case. 
that's all you get under the tax code. And yet the Supreme Court, this is one of at least hundreds of cases on the appellate level and Supreme Court level say this. You begin with the plain language of the statute. And in tax cases, you can't have it. And when you go to the Social Security definition of citizen, I'm going there now. I'm going to wevgov.com. Let's see. Close that. Open this. Wevgov homepage. And I click enter. And I go to federal income taxation page. Scroll down just a little bit. Plain language of the statute, Your Honor, 3121E, citizen, liable for FICA. An individual who is a citizen of the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, but not otherwise a citizen of the United States. Plain language of the statute. And then I got all the surrounding evidence from Social Security statutory provisions. It's not me. Well, we can't do that. frivolous He's claiming to be a non-resident alien, Your Honor. So when it comes to tax law, there isn't one judge in the country. There is not one. Every judge is as corrupt as the day is long. It's corruption when they won't get in to the language of a statute because we know their job is to do exactly that. It's one way in which the judges are corrupt. When it comes to money that the government steals from us, you have no remedy. And yet, I have all the proof in the world that they're stealing. Hey, a couple of questions. Uh, Anybody want to raise their hand? And uh, Don is here to tell you that you really got to get my materials. Wait to see if anybody raises their hand, Chris. And if anybody's not real quick on the button, we'll go ahead and uh, take up our remaining time with uh, Don in Western Washington State. We've got two people from Western Washington State, unless uh, Don has a phone on each ear. Okay, we got, uh, it's uh, it's just about uh, the quarter of the hour, but uh, here is Wyoming. Go ahead, Wyoming. Hello. Hello, how you doing? Oh, doing great. Um, I have a question. Um, I've, uh, I, uh, I have, I joined the joinder for, um, the criminal complaint and I haven't filed taxes in about seven years. Um, this year I just received a letter from the IRS asking why I haven't uh, filed taxes for 2014. And uh, I got my papers. I sent them back to you, Chris. You'll probably receive them Monday or Tuesday. Now, I was wondering, in order to reply to them, should I send them that joinder? And if I do, do I send that joinder to the office? Uh, let's see. It came out of... Uh, I have your answer. Um, I I have your answer. We'll look at that, and uh, I'll supply you with a letter that represents the posture expressed in 
the uh, affidavit or joinder and the criminal complaint. And uh, and none of this is legal advice. Um, If you were so inclined, you could send that letter, and this is what the affidavit or joinder and the criminal complaint and supplemental briefing are for. And uh, so go ahead and get ready to send a copy of your affidavit or joinder with the criminal complaint and supplemental briefing back to them under a cover letter that I'll supply to you, okay? Okay. Are you from Cody, uh, Wyoming? Yeah, I am. Okay, your your joiner um your joiner just went off to Congress today and the certificate of service is being uh you should you should get it Monday or Tuesday. Okay. So just attach your certificate of service to your joiner, make copies of it, and then send it to everybody and their mother, to the agent, to the uh, to where you receive the letter uh, to the commissioner of IRS. Yeah. Uh, just so everybody knows, uh, they'll put you on a certain list for execution. No, I'm just kidding. They'll put you, they'll they'll put you on who knows how many lists they keep, but hopefully one of the lists is the uncollectible status. Uh, I know that's an official list that they keep. Uh, There are easier fish to fry than you. What I try to do is make you a fish so big you can't fit in the frying pan, so to speak. And uh, we'll just see where it goes from there. Hopefully they respond with a 45-day letter or, uh, or altogether leave you alone. We'll see what we can do. Okay. Um... Also, I do have your uh, your videos. I bought those, uh, the Section 83 equation, and I've been listening to calls for the last couple months. And um, I'm an expatriate, you know. Um, after finding you and your uh, what you have here, I've just taken all that patriot stuff and shed to the side, and only follow what you're doing here because I don't. I don't see any reason to go use that other stuff. Yeah. Now to shove that aside, did you leave a for- Did you need a forklift? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's sitting over there in the corner collecting dust. Um, I'm really impressed with your stuff. Um, I like uh, what you're doing here with the law. I feel a lot more confident going in there using the law. And uh, your videos, I was really impressed with them. It's brought me a long way. It's just within what I've had them for, what, two weeks now maybe, and I've learned more off of those than I have in the past 10 years of studying the Patriot Movement. Wow, thanks. That's exactly what I'm fishing for when uh, I ask for comments of people that have watched the videos. And everybody heard it right here today. Look at all those callers we've lost during this call, Chris. Well, it's only because they can't hear us. Yeah, I know, for whatever yeah. reason. But uh, uh, now Wyoming is on the call and uh, tells them what they're missing, that uh, he knew all the stuff the Patriot Movement does and watches the video and just goes, this is it. Now, uh, that last video segment, Tax Code from the Ground Up, where I do a summary of all this, um, you know, I I don't like to sit here and 
and blow my own horn about the quality of that instruction. But I couldn't reshoot those videos because I can't do those seminars as well as I did them on those video segments. Can you see why? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, great work to you, Dave. I mean, I really appreciate what you've done. And, um, to me, this, it's a lot easier picking this up than it has been anything else I've ever studied. I mean, I just can't express that enough. I mean, it's so easy to pick up and me, well, I'm single. But I come home and for like five hours every night, I'm studying it. I'm going over the videos. I'm listening to calls while I'm at work. Um, it's just almost nonstop for me. And uh, it's just something I can't stop learning. You know, it's like uh, I'm like a kid with this. You know, I found something cool to play with and I'm just running with it. Well, remember, it makes you a sovereign citizen. and you see the difference between being a whistleblower and a tax protester yeah this this is this is about violations of the law it's not a protest it's blowing the whistle on government corruption far different than anything else the, the movement can claim to be because all they have are political protests that are more easily dismissed by the courts whereas you can't get into this stuff and say i'm wrong unless you get into the language of the statute and answer questions about the statutes i rely upon Uh, whereas a lot of people say show me the law that's questions out of ignorance my questions are out of knowledge and conclusions about the law and questions have to be answered to disprove me instead of question uh, answered to educate me so uh thanks i really appreciate that wyoming and uh i really appreciate you tuning into the call and uh you know as much as you can do to spread the word if you've got an email circle if you want to contact uh bob hurt he runs the uh, yahoo lawmen group i'd sure appreciate the exposure of uh what you had to share on the call today about it being easy to pick up making more sense and uh, allowing you to really leave a lot of confusion behind. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, I've got an obligation coming up in the next few minutes, so I'm going to have to ditch the call. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning into the call. It's really too bad about the audio. I hope everybody uh, goes to your archive, Chris, and and, uh, listens to the show. And uh, I'll see you on the next one. Thanks again, everybody, especially to our regulars. uh, Warrior, Ruby, uh, Patricia Aiken is on the call. And uh, Richard in Dallas, thanks for the kind words, of course. And everybody, take note. Get the videos. Get the videos. There's no product like it on the planet regarding our tax code. So uh, if you want to take another comment from somebody, Chris, like Don in Washington, uh, why don't we get that out of the way and then end the call. Go ahead there, Don. Speak up. Oh, yes. You can hear me, I hope. And, I can uh, hear you. Uh, Dave's just right on here, and uh, Wyoming is right on uh, uh, doing the right thing. So, yeah, 
do the right thing and get Dave's step to it. And again, uh, it's about the law and about the whistleblowing. And that's what I'm doing is showing the law back to the IRS and uh, asking him to clarify it so that uh, I can go ahead and pay my taxes as, uh, as it should be under uh, the law. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, now, uh, it was, it was it was Don's group here in Seattle that I was teaching to when we shot those videos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, but, but I've got some uh, stuff that is going to make it easy. I think it's going to just cut the throats, cut the throats of the IRS, or, or cut cut their legs off. They won't have a thing to stand on uh, with uh, something I just am perfecting now that ties in with your stuff. So, and this goes along about the. Being a whistleblower and just uh, getting clarification of the law as we see it, and we put it back in their face, and they just can't uh, handle it. I don't know why. That's just the way it's supposed to be. I don't think. You know. Well, fantastic. Uh, thanks, Don. Uh, we're going to have to go here. Your and uh, I want to thank everybody again, and make sure you go to five nine six one five here at Talkshoe five nine six one five and download the Lowell Beecraft interview. Uh, thanks for tuning into that uh, interview, Richard. I was pretty pleased with it myself, and uh, we'll see everybody on Wednesday night, hopefully. See you later. Okay. And um, now, uh, thank you, Dave, and uh, talk to you soon. The uh, I'd like to introduce a guest that is on the phone with us. Um, she uh, she runs a uh, uh, another show from you know much like talk show, but another. Uh, website, and I'm, I'm too new at that web, website to, to mention it, but Patricia is on the phone, and Patricia, will you introduce yourself and give out your information so people can come to your call and learn as well? Oh, aren't you great to invite me to do that, Chris? Thank you so much. Yeah, I have um, Sacred Cow Barbecue. We're on freedomslips.com on Revolution Radio. Here, I'll type it into the chat room real quick. And uh, we're on Tuesdays uh, from 3 to 5 Pacific, 6 to 8 Eastern. And, and we're in Studio B. Okay, you probably ought to email it to me, and then I'll send it out to my email list. And, okay. Um, because the chat board can't, cannot hear us. I'm surprised okay. there's people still on there. Uh, but they cannot hear us. So, And the people on the phone are not on the chat board. So... Oh, 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 okay. I guess that <laughs> I'm on both. I'm doing both. I'm I'm looking at the chat and I'm on the phone, so it's to be able to hear. Oh, okay. But, uh, well, maybe they are because I don't see you on the on the computer. I just see you on the phone. So uh, I, I guess I guess I may start the calls on on your shows. I mean, not your shows, but your uh, uh, blog thing and. Uh, uh, because for the last couple of weeks, I've been having a lot of problems with TalkShoe. Yeah, but, uh, I'm telling you, it, yeah, I know. When when TalkShoe gets gets screwy, it's it's annoying as all get out. I know. I go, oh, TalkShoe being pesky as ever. So I just archived my show here, and they can look at Sacred Cow Barbecue. But I'm gonna, I'm really excited to have Dave on because we're gonna have a two-hour stretch on uh, March 3rd. Uh, that's not next Tuesday, but the following. And so Dave can uh, really get going on, on, on two hours, and, uh, and a new audience can hear him. So I'm, I'm very excited. My, my audience is probably not as savvy as yours. Uh, we're getting up to speed, and, and it's things that they haven't heard before. Um, and so we're, we're pretty excited. 
And then I'm going to be on your show the week after, if I remember exactly. right. Exactly. I get to yeah. you the week after. You get to mop up the operation the week after. It'll be great. Yeah. And also, I'd like to have people know that um, Patricia and I are are in agreement with a lot of the things, of course. I mean, you know, we, we want our freedoms. And she introduced me, you know, because I was telling her, you know, I said, you know, one of the things I like to do is have every accountant in the country receive not only the video's flash drive uh, on Section 83, but I like to have them have Section 83, the you know, the uh, code breaker, the Section 83 equation. And I, and I said, but that'll cost a billion bucks. And she says, I have something for you. And I said, what? And she said, uh, you ever hear of crowdfunding? I said, yeah. I said, um, it's pretty tough. She said, not this one. We're following a, uh, a format uh, that they're doing in Germany. And Patricia, can you explain that a little bit more? Now, I, I want to tell people that I did join. I will. I just um, uh, I just uh, paid, in fact, uh, and I'm going to send out the link. But this is an awesome way to get funding for not only for you, but for everybody who wants to reestablish, uh, not reestablish, well, reestablish our country. I don't know if that is ever possible. But um, but we can get funding. Uh, uh, Patricia, you explain it. I'm I'm too excited, really. I, I, my mind's going a mile an hour. Go ahead. All right, Chris. You know, um, it's I just put put a link in here um, that that's you can look at Chris's project page. It's we share crowdfunding, and and it's kind of a hybrid crowdfunding project, like talk. Um, you know, Kickstarter and Indiegogo and GoFundMe are kind of household names now. And a lot of people don't realize there's 450 crowdfunding platforms worldwide, and they raised over $5 billion last year. And so these folks uh, with WeShare Crowdfunding actually um, put together a hybrid program that it's a cross between crowdfunding and a networking opportunity. And, you know, the way the, you know, liberty-minded people work, I mean, we all need to work together. We've got people that are um, really being um, aggressively uh, challenged by, by the system, and it's very difficult for them to, to raise funds for themselves. And, um, and this one's great because um, you can join, you can be involved, and, uh, and then uh, money, and you can actually get a, a debit card that's through a, a, com- a company called True Cash. I believe it's True Cash is what it's called. And there's no social security number required because this is worldwide, and there's no bank account required. So it's pretty exciting that way. Listen, I'll put in a, a video for people to look at, and I put in um, your um, where they can go to look at your project page. But if they just want to see this, it's pretty visual. And so I'll just put it in here for people to look at. And while I'm talking, find your life, find your life webinar. Dot com, just like it sounds, and it redirects to Weebly. So don't be freaked out if you see it go to Weebly because it's supposed to go there. FundYourLifeWebinar.com. Skip the first silly little video. It's kind of silly. The second one is very good. If you know anybody, uh, any students or people being challenged with student loans, they never go away. I mean, you can't even bankrupt those. They are always with you. 
and it's a way to help people get those paid off. So that's um that's it, it's pretty exciting, and it's going worldwide. And like Chris mentioned, we have a very successful team in Germany right now, and um and how they're doing it is before they sign up, they actually make sure that they have um they have two people in the on deck circle ready to go. And this won't mean anything to anyone, but they um they're actually after only two months on the fifth, sixth, and seventh floors. So that means they're very uh, into the program and receiving um, a lot of funds uh, by doing it that way. And it's not a ton of work for anyone. And so it's um, it's really well thought out program. So have a look at those things. And um, if you have any questions, um, I'll put my Skype address in, or you can call Chris. I'll just tell him you, you heard us here, and I'll redirect you in there. But my my Skype name is Maui Patricia One, and um, you can you can Skype me with any questions there too. If Chris is busy like he usually is, so. That's my Skype address. Okay, and I'd like to uh, say for the people that are on the call, it's we, W-E, share, crowdfunding.com forward slash American Liberties. Again, it's we share, crowdfunding.com forward slash American Liberties. And um, and I can see this working because it pays to help people, okay? It, it, and we're sharing a dream. We're sharing a, uh, a venture. Uh, I always look at everything as an adventure. And... Um, it's, uh, and, and, and it's going to help everybody like Dave and I especially do what we want to do now we're you know I'm buying a list of um I I can't tell you how many accountants that are on on this list but it's a um but it's a accountants in every state of the union and it's uh and it's going to give us their email address as well as you know the other information a phone number and everything but mainly I want their mailing address because I'm going to mail them the book. And uh, and as I mail them the book, I'm going to email them uh, wev.gov. Uh, we, yeah, wev.com. <laughs> and um, so we can educate the accountants because, again, this is, this is what I came up with in a dream is, is you know, the – the accountants are like the ants on a round of an anthill, and they are telling the people that you're working for, or the people that um, that you know are sending us a W nine. And man, do I got some good information about that now, uh, because people have been asking, and all these ants, accountants, are feeding off of the the employers, the businesses in this country telling us, hey, he's got to have a W-2, he's got to have a W-9, and, you know, make him sign the W-4 so we can issue a, a W-2 and let's, you know, get get him in into the tax system. Well, if we confront the accountants on their bond and their, and their liability and find out their insurance who their insurance policy is under errors and omission, 
we can get them to back off and and at the same time educate the businesses. And I'm telling you, we're going to make a difference. I'm working with two network marketing companies now that sent me a W-9. And um, and they're not like, they can't fire me because it's a deprivation of rights. So they can't throw me out, and yet they can't respond. And I'm telling them, you know, you're, you're misappropriate, you're, you're uh, putting out fraudulent documents, you're compelling me to sign something against my will that's inv- involuntary ser- servitude, and, you know, and, and by, you know, and so forth. And if I have to fill this out, I do it under protest. And let me make sure you understand that when I do file a criminal complaint, you, you have nothing to argue. Nada, nothing, because now is the time to bring up your argument, and you're ca- and you're and you're causing damages, you're injuring me. Ouch! You're hurting. So, anyhow, with that being said, there's some good information coming out, and um, and I'm writing and I'm redoing some letters regarding the W nine and so forth. Now, this has nothing to do with Dave. Okay, but this is added over and above to what Dave Dave has done. Like Don in Washington, Don is using David's material as a base, and then we and we don't go off the rail. You know, we don't go off on another track. We're staying on track, and and we're staying on the track in a sense. Here is the statute. Here is the regulations. How? What facts or evidence are you relying on that this statute and regulation applies to me? They can't answer it. I mean, it's awesome. And so, so we need money. You need money. I need money. Dave needs money. Who doesn't need money? Exactly, uh, Chris. And you know. One of the other nice things, I'm sure you know other people that that aren't as savvy as you folks are about this whole tax scam and whatnot, and so they still believe in in, in paying Uncle Sam and and all that sort of thing, but this will even appeal to those people because none of the the donations that you receive are taxable uh, income. I'm not an accountant. I'm not giving any tax advice here, as you know, but according to um, the statutes that I've seen and people that I've talked to that are accountants, they say no. You have to. It has to be at least twelve thousand dollars to uh, over that to to trip, uh, you know, a reporting situation. So n- none of the funds that you would receive through uh, we share crowdfunding would do that. So it's um, pretty cool that way. Yeah. And um, hold on, man. I'm giving I'm giving Carl a number here. Six three eight three. The uh, Carl, you can't hear me, right? If Carl can, if if uh, if anybody can talk, Carl can talk. Okay, he can't hear me. All right. The um, uh, is there any questions, comments, or statements you have either for me or um, Patricia while she's on uh, on the phone here? Is is ten after the hour? Uh, hold on, man. Yes. I know. Um, the uh, okay. 
Uh, all right. I am going to... Patricia, you have any last words to say or anything? No, it's just uh, thanks for inviting me today, uh, Chris, and I'm looking forward to doing the show with uh, with Dave and with you. So that'll be great. Um, I hope people can join us, and um, and you'll send out a, a little notice to remind folks, I'm sure. Yeah, and uh, and also you're welcome to join my list. I don't know if you have yet, but, you know, to keep updated on all the other calls too because well, sometimes we do have some good calls. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Okay, uh, Everyone have a great have a great rest of the weekend. Thank you. You too. All right. Well, um, we we had a, a short call today, and uh, I just want to tell everybody, God bless America, and this call is officially over. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.